Hey, hey, my friend, welcome to the MedSpa Marketing Show. This is the go-to source for digital marketing insights strategies that will help grow your practice. In today's episode, we're unpacking the do's and don'ts of creating paid ads for medical spas, skincare clinics, plastic surgery, when it comes to Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to the Medical Spa Marketing Show, a podcast dedicated to helping you market your medical aesthetic practice, be it a skincare clinic, plastic surgery, dermatologist, and of course, our medical spas. I'm here to help you learn all the tips and tricks on how to get your medical spa noticed on social media, increase your visibility on Google, generate leads through different channels, and optimize marketing automations so it works for you while you sleep. Get ready to see successful results in no time. All right, let's do this. So this episode is for you if you're currently running Facebook or Instagram ads or you're thinking of running ads on Facebook or Instagram. Throughout this episode, if I refer to Facebook or Instagram, I want you to know that they are one source when it comes to advertising under Meta. So Facebook ads, if you've heard before, covers off both. It even covers off advertising on websites and apps just so we're on the same page when it comes to how I will use that interchangeably throughout. So the same rule applies if you're running ads via the boost option. So if you are in your Instagram app or you're in your Facebook app and you see the boost this post or promote this post or turn this post into an ad, that still applies as does if you're using the Facebook or Meta business manager platform to run your ads through there. And if you're not running ads through there, I advise you to learn. But if you're only using the boost, you're not act actually promoting correctly to be able to get the final result while it will go out there and it will boost. If you want to get new clients from that boosted post or you want somebody to take an action like book a consult, call you, send you a message, boosting is not going to get you that desired result. The bottom line, is paid ads for med spa, skincare, plastic surgeries are not straightforward. It's not as easy to do, especially if you're looking at ads with calls to actions to book, download, contact you, that kind of stuff. So if you're constantly battling with ad rejections, you're trying to do your posts on Facebook and Instagram and you're crafting the perfect ad only to have it disapproved. We're going to dive deep into the world of paid ads for aesthetic services. So I want to be able to guide you through the compliance and arm you with proven strategies that will be able to create effective ads that get approved and can work your way so you can actively use your ads as a strategic partnership for your business to grow it or to raise awareness, whatever your end goal for your paid traffic comes to be. So let's talk about transforming these challenges into successful campaigns. Why would you use paid ads for your practice? Regardless if you're fully booked or not, paid ads should be a part of your business strategy. I'm not going to dive into the why and the depth of, okay, how to run paid ads, why I should do it. I have another episode that's dedicated to that and I'll pop it in the show notes. But your paid strategy can be something as simple as just becoming famous in the feed. So this is when somebody visits your website, your Facebook page, your Instagram page, and then you follow them around online showing off your practice. This is one of the most effective and inexpensive strategies to use to help people 
when they're in their research phase and people are looking around. So they're they're on Google, they're searching, they're on Instagram, they're searching and they're looking for a solution. So when you're able to turn around and then be famous in their feed, which means you're turning up everywhere, it is doing it with paid ads, but then it helps cement, okay, this person knows what they're doing and you do a lot of the retargeting with educational content. So you're cementing why you should be the go-to choice without advertising to them. That's the secret to success when it comes to retargeting. And in order for this to work, you need to have traffic coming to your website or your Instagram. So if you have no traffic to your website or your Instagram, we have nobody to follow around. And that's where you would use your paid traffic to fill the top of funnel. So you're filling the people coming to your website and your Instagram page. Another reason why you run paid traffic is you want to create awareness and visibility. So we're not promoting with an ad of, hey, I want you to book now. I want you to contact us. We are simply putting out content that's raising awareness, that's building your pipeline, building your audience and building your brand. So nice and simple. Those two options right there, if you're fully booked, they're two strategies that you should be doing anyway. They are the least expensive advertising options too. So it's not that it costs an, a fortune to follow the people who already engage with you, checking you out. And then the obvious reason is you need new clients, which is the most sawn off reason why people do pay traffic. But it's also the hardest one. This is not easy to do from a strategy point of view to get new clients. But today we'll go through the pieces that will stop you from getting it. But crafting ads for new clients isn't the easiest. The industry is super competitive and this is only going to increase. It's important that you're included in the client considerations. You may not have turned up on their search. You may not be in their Instagram search. But when you put yourself in front of them, you're then included in the search and considering they might be unaware of solutions and then you stand out to the prospect. I will link the other pieces for running paid traffic, what works, what doesn't work, because today we want to go through what stops you from getting your ad account shut down or the ability to advertise. It's extremely important to understand compliance on social platforms so you earn the privilege of advertising. Yes, privilege, I know that sounds like Oh, hey, woo, that kind of doesn't sound, but it's extremely hard to claim back your ad account in some instances. So it's best to avoid getting caught up in the mix of constant disapproval, getting your ad account closed. So let's run through what can get your ad account closed, restricted, ads not approved, strategies that will create friendly ad content that you're going to be solid. All right, first off, before and afters. And yes, I know you're probably saying to yourself, yikes, before and afters, that's the bread and butter of what we do. It's something that Facebook has not allowed for a long time. And it, it kind of stems back from the days of before and afters when it comes to weight loss drugs, weight loss. And I know we're going to get into Ozempic and all that kind of stuff if that's an arm of your business. But before and afters straight up are not allowed when it comes to any part of marketing so before and afters cannot be on your post it can be on your feed but it cannot be your post that you're using to run your paid ads and depending on your location you cannot use prescription medication term in your ad and this is where your botox or exempic comes into play 
you cannot use it on your ad, you cannot use it in your media, you cannot use it on your landing page. And in some instances, not on your website, because Facebook and Google, if you happen to be doing ads on Google and you're falling into this restriction, they crawl your website. So it's not only that they're looking at the ad, they're looking at where you're sending them to, they're looking at the confirmation slash thank you page, they're looking at your website. So they learn all about your business, which is super scary and crazy what we can do. But hey, we're living in the world of AI right now. And this has always been the case. It's just people would not have been aware of it. That's how we would always know what people are interested in because there's so much data behind people. So when it comes to targeting, all that kind of stuff. But that's for another day. <laughs> no need to get into that now. Next compliance rule you need to take into account is you're not allowed to neg negatively target personal attributes or health. Examples of this is you're tired of your fine lines and wrinkles. Do you want to reduce the size of your midsection? Does your creepy neck bother you? That kind of stuff. So you're not allowed to call out. Are you stressed? Any kind of negative terms. You will see other people using similar terms and OK, they might be getting through it. But putting a lot of negative connotations into the mix is, is an easy way for your ads to get disapproved. And then depending on the level of it, could get your ad account restricted. You also need to adhere to Facebook and Instagram community standards and content guidelines. This There's two separate policies for this, for Facebook, one for Instagram. I will pop them into the show notes. But it is wide varied. It covers off, I think it's around 20 different areas. So like around safety, violence, integrity, objectionable content, authenticity. The good and the bad here is a lot of it can be interpretation, but it also covers off what posts you're doing, what's the text, the captions, the video, the images, anybody sending messages, comments. It, it goes on and on, so it can be buried within the content. So it's not ideal. And that also applies to your actual page. If your page is constantly getting posts removed, that kind of stuff, this is what you need to to keep in mind because there is no blanket list of here's what covers here's exactly what we're talking about but Facebook will give you an example of some pieces so I'll pop them in the show notes so you're able to see okay what are we kind of looking at here but generally speaking what I'm covering off today is what applies to aesthetic marketing and then the the last piece here that I want to cover off the one big one for the community standards is nudity. And it is okay for medical in some instances, but you have to be careful. I know a lot of plastic surgeons get dinged because of their before and afters and that kind of stuff. Well, I will go through some ways to get around it, but yes, it's okay. But yes, it also gets disapproved. So it is a very fine line. And that's why people get so frustrated when it comes to Facebook and Instagram advertising, which is totally fine it is what it is but we can only do our best to go along and play the game as such and then also fake accounts if you're getting fake accounts commenting on your post you need to be reporting them and I've also been on the back end of this you report the accounts on Facebook say no they're fine and they're not fast to do it generally speaking especially on Instagram not, they're not the fastest to do it but be sure to report and then our final piece here is one you do not want to fall into. It's just paid partnerships. So if you're working with a partnership with somebody, you have an influencer working with you 
and they come in. So you're paying them in some form if it's like exchange of services, if it's monetary, whatever it happens to be, you need to ensure that they have the paid partnership label on their post or they have the hashtag ad, depending on the level you're doing it. But with paid ads, you want them to have the paid partnership and then they want to be able to give you the code so you can take their post and promote it. If they don't uh, apply to the rules of I'm determining it's an ad, it's going to get dinged. They might have trouble with their own account and it's just something that you definitely don't want to do. All right, that's all the bad news out of the way. So what can we do? What strategies can we implement for effective paid ads so we don't end up in Facebook jail? All right, number one, create educational content with your reels. So what we can't do before and after is we can talk about results, we can talk about issues, concerns, what this can do, how you work to inject all that kind of stuff using your little white pen. So you can definitely create the content. But if you fall into the, the world of can't use prescription terms like Botox and Ozempic, you still need to avoid using them in your video and you can't allude to them either. So Botox cannot be tox or anything like that. So you need to say what the solution is without using those terms. And you can always have a call to action. Hey, check out my page. I have a pinned post, that kind of stuff that you can talk all you want then about it once it's on your feed and it's not in a paid post. And then on the back end of that, so the second tip for success is so if you are approved um, to be able to use the content in US, Canada, New Zealand, you're able to obviously use the terms Botox, Ozempic, whatever it happens to be. So if you've got the approval for the medical exemption and to get the medical exemption, you can apply through Meta. So obviously you need to be a medical led practice for this to actually work for you. You can apply for an exemption with Meta to be able to advertise for for these kinds of services. And there is also legit script, which covers off Facebook and Google ads. So you're able to apply for that. And then you're able to run the ads for medical services, pharmaceuticals, that kind of stuff. Number three to set you up for success is have a dedicated landing page for your ad traffic that does not use the terms you are excluded from. You can do this two ways. So you can use a standalone landing page tool that is not connected to your website. So it could be a subdomain. It could be very similar domain to what your actual website address is, but it's not your website address. And it's just a standalone page that is not connected. So if you want to advertise Botox or an, ex an excluded term, I wouldn't say it the way it is. So you use the other way. So a consultation for anti-wrinkle or weight loss management, that kind of stuff. So there's ways to do it without saying it. And then it's not connected to your website. So if Ozempic or Botox is plastered on your website, like I said before, Facebook, even Google will crawl your website. They know what is there. And even though they're, those terms are not on your page, they will, they will find you and that will not help. But in some cases you can have um, call to action, simplicity, just simple terms on your website, avoid using the navigation bar, or you can just have a simple form but I've seen sometimes counts, sometimes doesn't. I couldn't have a, a separate landing page that's on the website that mentions Botox or on the website and it mentions Ozempic, but 
it doesn't go that far. That's where it's important to keep your your text, your copy, your your graphics media, all that that you use nice and simple. But we need to be very careful with this. And that's why you might see if you're working with an agency there, they want you to get a separate tool just for collecting lead gen for the ones where you're trying to to get new patients, that kind of stuff. Number four tip for success is just promoting free consults like we were, were talking about there. We are not specifically talking about the service. So it can be a consult for health coaching, weight loss, skin. You can you can say a lot without saying a lot. And that's where you can have some nice imagery on your landing page that reaffirms what you're talking about without it being out there in a word. And while I'm talking images, make sure your alt text on your images does not have those words either because that will trigger a review on the ad. A nice learn more. And then obviously, like if you're in the restricted areas with your anti-wrinkle injections or treatments, you are good to go on that. And another one I had referenced to earlier is when you're working with partners and influencers, you want to make sure they have the tag branded contact, branded content even, hashtag ad. People know it's an ad. People see through it all. So somebody trying to hide the fact, like you don't want them to hide the fact that it's an ad. That should not come from you. It's not going to work out in your favor. You won't be able to take the post and do paid ads because dang, that is a ninja hack when you take somebody else's content, you promote it. And so it's not you promoting it. It's them talking about it. And then organically, they come to your website from the paid promotion. And that sounds weird, organically paid, but that's how it works. You want to make it nice and natural and then you don't want the influencer getting fined. Then it, it's just not worth it. Everybody knows an ad and a lot of people will compliment you on a, oh, that's a very nice ad, not you, the influencer. Always let the influencer have control over it, provide the guidelines, but don't have a lot of, hey, this is what I want you to say, because that's just going to tank. Next tip, number six, grow your email list or messenger list. So this is people who get into your DMs. So you can literally promote directly. You're not worried about what to say, any rules, regulations. If you're creating a strategy to grow your email list, you have no issue. You can say, hey, this is my this is what I have for you. This is how I can help you. No compliance to be worrying about. And I have another episode that talks about email marketing, how to do it right. I'll also link that in here in the episode. And my tip here for creating your ads is to keep your ad copy short. The less you say the better. And this is the big, big, big one that's going to catch you out. The word you. Y-O-U gets you in a lot of trouble. So this is back to the personal attributes. Are you? You tired? Are you stressed? You, you, you. Arrange your consultation. Your comes in here too. So there's ways to just write without using the word you. If you use it once, maybe do not overuse it. It's a natural thing to do because we're talking to a person. So the less said the better try and let your creative material you like your media do the work for you when it comes to what you want them to do within the call to action but overusing the word you will get you facebook jail and i know we're after going through everything today and you're frustrated because you see other people promoting the word botox you see other people promoting the word example especially in countries where you can't do it and they're getting away with it. 
yes, you can report them, but I ain't for that karma. If they're getting away with it, let them be. Is, would be what I would say. Focus on yourself and don't focus on other people. All of what we review today is applicable to paid only with the exception of community standards, which is why you need to include and highlight your befores and afters on your feed. In the episode right before this one, I ran through content that converts from social. So if you're looking to get clients from social, I'd recommend going back and having a listen to that episode. But we know paid traffic is important regardless of the need to fill your clinic. You want to become famous in their feed. You want to be creating awareness and visibility. And the be all and end all, which is always why a lot of people do pay traffic is you need more clients. You need to fill up the calendar. So what we need to avoid in order to run successful ads is before and afters. And depending on your location, prescription medication, is a yay or a nay. If it's a yay, you do need to get approval from Meta directly or use legit script if you're doing both platforms of Facebook, Instagram, as I said earlier, same thing. And Google, legit script is the way to go. I will also put them in the show notes. You want to avoid negatively targeting personal attributes. So this is mainly what you would use in your copy of the tired, stressed, are you, the creepy neck bothering you, that kind of stuff. And then the community standards that Facebook have straight across the board. And if you are appealing for any of them under medical guidelines, like when it comes to nudity, you need to fill in the review form and clearly state why. So there, there's a range of, of 20 topics that we need to avoid. But the main one is the adult nudity that comes up over and over and over again. And you need to make sure that Everything is fine from the media used to the text to the messages and the comments. It all is taken into account. And then with your paid partnerships need to be declared. And how we're going to get around this, we're going to create educational content with reels. So you still need to avoid the terms Botox, Tox, Ozempic, but you can talk about it without talking about it. You're going to get approval if you're in US, Canada, New Zealand. If you have a medical led spa to be able to get around advertised Botox, you're going to set up dedicated landing pages if you have no exemption to advertise medical services. So you're going to use either a standalone landing page tool or you're going to create your own simple landing page and use nice media to be able to convey what you're saying without saying it. And you're going to on these pages promote free consults, create special offers, learn more, get them into your email world. Getting them into your email world is super, super, super important. So then you can market to them. You always hear the money's in your email list and it's hella true, but there's definitely ways you do and do not want to be doing advertising, but you want to cover off getting your emails so you have the ability to say what you want when you want to say it. Partners, influencers, making sure you've got the hashtag ad, make sure you have the paid branded content so you can piggyback on it and turn those into amazing ads that convert without having to call to action. That is the strongest ad that's outperforming anything and everything right now. If you have content creators, it does not need to be an influencer, it just needs to be somebody with a creator or business account who will let you do video content. They'll create the content, come with me as I get my Botox, that kind of stuff works amazing. And finally, 
you want to keep your ad copy short, the less said, the better. And stop calling out you. <laughs> All right, friend. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to follow me, go over to Instagram. I'm at The Aesthetic Junkie. Um, new website coming next week. I'm super excited about that. It's been a long time coming. I know I've had follow requests and stuff on Instagram from the podcast. I've had my Instagram closed. I know I'm still here, preach all the stuff, but I'm not into the whole social media piece for myself. So it's it's an odd one. I love breed social media, digital marketing, all that fun stuff. But I'd rather be the person behind the scenes doing all the stuff for other people and not out there doing it for myself. Well, hey, that's just the personality type that I have. All right, my friend, I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Medical Spa Marketing Show. My goal is to empower and inspire you to take your medical aesthetic practice to the next level. Don't forget that success requires dedication and hard work. But with the right mindset and strategy, anything is possible. So go out there and make it happen, friend. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. So you can gain more valuable insights and tips on how to market your medical aesthetic practice. In the meantime, you can follow us over on Instagram at Vibrant Marketing Online. Talk to you soon.